What I know to be true though is actually less working yields more results. For example, two weeks ago, we went camping and we didn't have any internet. And I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen on the internet while I'm not there? (laughs) But not having internet, I had all of my creativity come back to me. I had all of my ideas come back to me. So I really do know the power of actually downing tools and working less and going investing time in doing something away from work. Welcome to a very special edition of the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos. At the time this series is going live, we are in the month of May, which means that we here in the United States are celebrating Mother's Day. And because I want any excuse to be able to celebrate women, I have chosen to take this entire month and celebrate mompreneurs. Mompreneurs... Let me just say, I did not know until I became a mom and a business owner what that word even meant, what it entailed, all of the things that make up this really amazing, challenging, life-altering journey that is being a mom and being a business owner. And so I have brought eight different ladies on the show this month that I'm going to be giving to you two shows every single week over the next couple of weeks here during the month of May. And I've brought all these ladies on because they represent to me different aspects of the mompreneur journey. Now, if you're not a mompreneur, if you're not a mom, then I highly encourage you to listen to these shows anyway, because look, let's be honest, just being an entrepreneur in general requires that you do a lot of time management. You are on a journey that is completely not linear. There's a lot of things going on, lots of things changing all the time. It is a constant evolution. And truly adding the level of mom is just another layer of that. It's an intense layer, but it's just another layer. So I really do believe after talking to every single one of these women, after having been a mompreneur myself for two and a half years now, I can attest that the mom journey and the business journey are so parallel. So I guarantee that whether you're a mom or not, you're going to learn so much out of these episodes. I also really just wanted to take this opportunity and have an excuse to shine the light on some really phenomenal women that I know, really incredible moms, really incredible business owners who are just doing some cool stuff. So in some of these interviews, we're going to be talking like straight up strategy, like, wow, that is a really cool YouTube strategy that you use. Like, let's go into that. And in some of these conversations, we're not talking any business strategy and we're just having a full on conversation about life and about managing it all and about what it all means and this whole journey. It's an incredibly robust and fulfilling series that I really hope that you enjoy as much as I enjoyed creating it. Everything we experienced in the past helps us in the now. Getting fired from her job, working her business 24-7 with a little baby, and experiencing postnatal depression, PND, these are the things that Nat Stewart says that helped guide her into a company that she knows to be her purpose. Business Jump is an agency that provides strategic structure and support for mompreneurs who are ready to get their businesses going. 
Nat's done such a great job of providing the support that her business brought in $1 million in revenue in its first two years. During our conversation, you'll hear Nat talk about how she stays focused on profit-producing tasks, how she's scaled into an agency model, and why that's perfectly in line with the kind of support her moms crave, how self-awareness is a big deal to her, and why it's the foundation of her entire mompreneur experience. How she deals with the pull of being with her kiddos and hubby and works in the business that she loves. Nat is a beautiful soul, and I know you'll fall in love with her just like I did. Nat, what's going on, girl? Thank you so much for being on the show. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Let's just describe the scene right now while I get to see her right now. I know you don't have that privilege right now, but she and I are on Zoom. And this happens to be for the Mompreneur series. Okay. So this is the Mompreneur series of the Biz Women Rock podcast. And you are in Sydney, Australia. You're so grateful to be waking up and being with me at like 7 a.m. ish on your time. And this is like when the kids are waking up. So they're kind of coming in one by one. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, it's just my husband that's rocked in at the moment. So I'm holding my breath to see what they're going to come in with. Um, but you know, we'll just wing it and see how we go. I love it. This is real life. This is real business life. She was apologizing before and I was like, I'm sorry. I might just have to like tell somebody shush. I was like, girl, this literally is exactly what we're here to talk about. So absolutely thank you for being That's on the okay. show. We've got one, we've got one sorted with the iPad and then now we've got the husband on guard. He knows to be quiet. Now it's just my daughter. <laughs> like it's a bit touch and go to see how we go with. <laughs> so your kids are eight and five, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So they're able to then go take care of themselves once they get settled, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. They're very good with the iPad. They're very good with just knowing what to do when I'm working. So yeah, they're good now. So did you have kids when you started your business or did you start your business way before you ever had kids? I've always been pretty entrepreneurial. So when I was about 21, I always had something on the side, but it wasn't until my daughter was one and I was fired from my full-time job that I said to myself, right, this thing needs to become a full-time thing. So yeah, I'd never done it full-time until I had my kids. Now, when your daughter was one and you were fired from your job and you said, okay, I got to do this full-time, what were you doing? Like, what were you doing? And then how did you really like dig on in to make it something that was full-time for you or at the very least something that you felt like, okay, this is my endeavor here? Yeah, it was in hindsight, all completely out of my control. Everything just really unfolded as I really believed that it meant to. But I was working in an office job. I was trying to find my way as a new mom. So I'd just gone, it was my first job after having a baby and daycare and managing kids and sick and working full time and having to iron clothes. You know, it's a lot for mums to integrate back into and also trying to mum it and wife it and adult it. So I don't know. I thought I was doing a great job. I was trying so hard to have it all pulled together. And then just one day completely out of the blue with no warnings, my boss took me into a meeting room and said that I was no longer needed and that I could leave. And I was just gobsmacked. Like I just, when you are trying so hard to do all the things and then for someone just to turn around and throw that in your face, it was like a big shock. And yeah, I ugly cried the whole way home in the car. (laughs) 
so worthless and humiliated. But as I started to look for another job, I just felt this complete resistance and this complete dread. And it was like dragging myself over hot coals to start getting my residue. Now I can't say words at seven o'clock in the morning. I'll go with CV, my CV ready. (laughs) Words that you really don't need anymore. Let's be honest. (laughs) This This is true. It's been deleted. But I just felt like so resistant to it. And something just said to me, actually, no, no longer are you going to put your life in someone else's control and be dictated to and be told that you can be fired. I had a my like a side hustle on the side and I had graphic and web design experience. That's what I trained for. And I just decided that I was going to go full time with both of those things and really like give it my best shot. I'm lucky that I'm the type of person that like I really favor freedom over security of a job. So for me, it was a really scary decision, but it just felt like a natural decision that aligned with my personality. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm the exact same way, actually. I remember when I quit my job back in corporate, I was like, I always say the term, like I have a really low tolerance for unhappiness. So like the security, quote unquote, of the job really didn't matter nearly as much as how happy I was going in and out of work every day. And that to me was definitely an impingement on my freedom. Like I'm not choosing to do this anymore. (laughs) And I think we'll find the ones that go into business, they're the ones that need that freedom and sacrificing that in some way sort of rubs them the wrong way. Whereas the ones that need that security, they sometimes, if they don't like their job, will sacrifice a little bit of that happiness in order to have that security because the feeling of not knowing when the money is going to come in and all of the type of scary stuff that comes with the business is just too much for them. And, you know, that's great if they like their job or they love their job and that suits some people. But for women entrepreneurs, usually we favor the freedom more. Yeah. Usually that doesn't last for too long before we're like, let me just jump out and figure it out. Right? Yeah. So as you were a year into being a new mommy and you were just fired from your job. And then you're like, okay, well, I've been having this side hustle. I'm just going to make it work. How did you go about figuring out how to manage how you were going to sort of build that out and make it something more than a side hustle and have a one-year-old? Yeah, I literally just threw myself into it. So I'm not good at planning things out. I'm good at throwing myself into it and working it out as I go. So I really, I didn't have a website. I didn't have any type of plan. I just had my skills. So this was for my freelance graphic and web design. So I literally just started looking for clients to do their website work or their design work before I even had a website of my own. And that was back when, you know, Facebook was a bit wild, wild west. And I just sort of networked on Facebook a lot. And then I had my physical product based business and that already had a website and doc and stuff. So I really focused on trying to build that up as well. But yeah, I literally just threw myself into it. I didn't have a big plan and I just sort of muddled my way through it until I got some type of traction. Now, were you doing this with any childcare at all? Or were you doing this in the mornings and nap times and when she went to bed? Yeah, at that time, I had two days for her. and But my husband worked away. So I was pretty much single mumming it through the whole week. And then he would come home on the weekends. But I mean, I love business so much that I'm a bit of workaholic. 
And I was so efficient and smart with my time. Like she used to go to daycare half an hour away. So instead of spending half an hour driving home, I would work at the library just down near the road from her daycare. I would like make the most of literally any second that I had. When she was home with me, we had a little bit of a routine where I'd go out in the mornings and spend that time with her. That would help curb a little bit of the mummy guilt to know that I'd had that quality time with her. Then we'd get home for nap time and then it was on like, you know, I was like, bang. And then I would work pretty much for the rest of the day, except for dinner, bath and bed. I love that. The more and more mompreneurs that I talk to, and just from my own experience in the past two and a half years, which let's be honest, is a minor drip in the bucket in relation to other people that I know who've been mompreneuring it for decades now, right? But I have just found that it there's this common theme called like, I had to find some sense of organization. Like I had to figure out how to organize, how to become efficient, how to prioritize the hell out of the times that I was working and really the times that I was mommying um, in order to make all of the things work that are really important to me. And it sounds like that's absolutely true for you too. Yeah, definitely. The thing that I didn't realize though is that that would change and ebb and flow. So sometimes when I think that I just had it sorted, something would change, whether it would be my daughter's sleep patterns or maybe the daycare days or then my son came along. So usually just as soon as I felt like I found like a nice groove, I would enjoy it for a month or two and then everything would change again and I would have to find a new pattern and a new routine. But I really do think that that's the crux of being able to nail it is to find out how you can work most efficiently and most smartly instead of feeling like everything is out of control. I've always got to be thinking, how can I work smarter? Is this the most efficient use of my time? How can I really nail today instead of letting the day just sort of suck you in and end up at the end of the day with nothing done? Okay, well, let's dig right into that. I mean, I know we're not complete with the story yet, but let's dig right into that. To me, that sounds a lot like mindset. That sounds a lot like that you've really worked on developing, like, how am I going to wake up and make sure that I'm having the most enjoyable day, the most productive day, and the most like impactful day and all these things that are important to me. So talk to me a little bit about maybe some habits that you have in order to cultivate that type of mindset or what type of mindset that you're really committed to. Yeah, well, I'm super, super big into mindset, but I also think that it's really quite simple, but it's hard if you don't know what it is. And then when you do know what it is, it's quite simple. And I mean, it just, it's as simple as saying it's really about just managing our thoughts, being aware of our thoughts and being aware. Like they all sound like very simple terms, but when we really actually understand the power of each one of those terms, it really changes everything. So for me, it's really important to set my day up properly. You did give me a little bit of an excuse to sleep in this morning. (laughs) Usually I'm up at like 5.30 or 6 and I like to go to the gym or to some type of exercise. But I was like, well, I can't do that this morning. I've got to be here for 7 o'clock. So I'll just sleep in. But that's mindset. That's my mind going, okay, you can get away with that now, which really I should have caught myself maybe. But then again, don't want to be too hard on myself. So see how the mind starts to like play out. But I really do believe in setting myself up properly for the day. So now my husband takes our kids to school and I can start my day by going to the gym, exercise. I like to go to the 
cafe and get a coffee and log on and start my day like that. But it's always thinking about, okay, what are my profit producing areas? And I always start with them first. What do I really need to get done today? And then catching myself if I feel like I'm spending too much time noticing notifications on Facebook or emails and drawing myself back to what are my profit producing items? What do I have to get done today? So yeah, I really think mindset is about setting ourselves up for success, but then also being very active on being aware of where our mind starts to take us throughout the day and pulling ourselves back. Yeah, so, so true. And you know, I find that moment, I consider myself somebody who is incredibly focused. Like that is a superpower of mine. And I can absolutely get inundated with the everythingness, right? Like computer screens open, how many tabs do I have open? And no, I'm just going to have Facebook open because I need to check this group or whatever it is. And I find myself doing that exact same thing. That's a really powerful and seemingly simple, but still powerful tool saying, what are my profit producing activities today? And when it comes to me, it's always like they're kind of on a checklist of the priorities for the day. And it's always has the number one on it. And it's like, have I finished that yet? Can I keep going deeper with that? What's going on with that? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing that I usually like 99.9% of the time every single morning when I start, I always work on my profit producing areas first and then tackle the rest of my list. But if I get to the end of the day and I haven't got something done, it's like, well, why haven't I got that done? What are the reasons? And it's usually like I'm trying to get my e-course done at the moment. I've done it, but I'm completely overhauling it. And it's been months and months. And it's like, okay, Nat, seriously, why have you not got this done? It's on your list every single day. And it actually boils down to sort of a little bit of fear because I feel like it's such a big task. And, you know, I have all this stuff in my head about the e-course and most people would just call it procrastination. Like I've just been procrastinating. But when you go why a few levels down, I can actually get to like the root cause of why I actually haven't done that. And it's not procrastination. It's usually deeper emotions like fear and a misconception about how long it's going to take and what it's going to involve. So yeah, again, that's just mindfulness and getting to the like real story of what our mind is telling us. Just being aware and being aware of the thoughts, being aware of the emotion, like just this level of self-awareness is I think especially when you're a woman entrepreneur, like that just comes with the territory because if you're not self-aware on how you need to evolve as a woman in order to see the results that you really want in your business, in order to really enjoy this whole journey, you're not going to last very long. Oh no, it's dangerous. I mean, if you're not self-aware about how you come across online or how you're coming across to clients or how you're communicating, especially sort of like in our industries where we're putting ourselves in front of a lot of people, then you're going to get yourself into a lot of trouble because people are scary on the internet sometimes if you stuff up. So just by being really aware and catching ourselves before we start to go into that monkey chatter and not really understand what we're doing or what we're saying, it's Massive. Yeah. So obviously, you had an enjoyable and successful journey getting that side hustle to work for you in those early years. And then life kept on happening and that business grew and you had a son. Because what happened in 2015, I believe, is you started a business jump and you really started speaking to mompreneurs, like women just like you who were managing the business and the babies. And you've... This is no joke with this business. I mean, in two years, you took it to a million dollar company. So I would love to know, A, what was that origin story? And what did that look like in the beginnings as far as like what were your original offerings and how were you establishing that brand? And then we'll go further along to some more of that journey. 
Yeah, well, being fired actually folds into that story. That is very much a part of why my messaging around Business Jump is live life the way that you want and live your best life and freedom and fulfillment and, of course, profit. So that story from being fired folds into it. But what also folds into it was when my son was born. I don't know. He was my second. I should have known better, but I just thought that he would sleep under the table and everything would be awesome and I would continue on with business. He was my second. So as I said, I definitely should have known better, but he had other plans and he didn't sleep properly for two years. He was constantly waking up every sort of 20 minutes, every half an hour. And by around the fifth or the sixth month, it just completely destroyed me. Everything went black for quite a while with P&D. And when I started to recover from that, again, I realized that I was unfulfilled with my businesses whilst they were successful on paper they weren't giving me the life that I wanted. I was working 24-7. I was tired. I was exhausted. I was not working that smart by that time because P&D just sort of tends to send you on a downward spiral. But I didn't really have any freedom or fulfillment. So I sold my product-based business and wound down my freelance business. And again, that experience really just made me very open and aware about what type of life that I wanted to live. And I realized that I was no longer willing to sacrifice my sleep or my happiness for a business. And Business Jump is really just the crossroads of that previous experience and realizations. I had the knowledge to build Business Jump. I had the experience of selling businesses, but I mean, we can clarify that bit in a little bit. And it just so organically happened. And I again, it was one thing that I didn't necessarily plan. I sold my physical product-based business and I thought, you know what? Like I'm a website and graphic designer. I can create a website so easily and I'm very, very creative and I always have thousands of business ideas coming to me. So why don't I just like set another one up and sell it before it sort of started trading? And again, I didn't have a website. I didn't have any plan. I literally just thought I'll just give it a go. And yeah, someone came along and I was able to nurture her into that business and then did it again and did it again and then got a team to start doing it for me. And there we are. Here we are. Got it. Mm. In those, especially the initial phases of Business Jump, when you were just like, what I'm going to call like kind of getting set with what that exact offering is or just like clarifying it, even though you had this idea in your head of what it was, like that's kind of where the rubber meets the road, right? Like, okay, I'm putting this stuff into practice and it's actually coming. Did you have some sense of like, here's where I want this business to go? Or was it literally just like, I'm going to just take this one step at a time and see what happens? Yeah, it was literally, I'm just going to take it one step at a time. I had no idea that it was going to lead me to my purpose. I had no idea that it was going to be so fulfilling. When I did start Business Jump at the time, it was really just setting up a business and selling it because that was leveraging off my experience. About six months in, it was all starting to come to me as I was going. And this is why I'm a big advocate of just sometimes getting started. I know there's a lot of people that feel like they need to have the answers and they don't want to start anything until they've got it mapped out. But I'm the opposite. And I see a lot of people that are the opposite as well. So for me, Business Jump was literally an evolution of things coming to me as I took those steps of action forward. I realized that my story and being fired and peeing 
D&D could be woven into Business Jump because it's not just a business. It's I realized that for me, because I set Business Jump up really, really smartly and really efficiently and I'd really learned all of those things matter, it then became about working smarter, not harder, so that you can live the life that you want so your business can be the vehicle to get you to where you want to go, just like my businesses had all played a part in getting me to where I wanted to go and then Business Jump really created the life that I wanted to live. And then I really wanted to share that and help other people achieve that as well because it became so fulfilling to me that I just wanted to continue giving and serving that to other people so they could have the same thing as well. And that's really how it just evolved. I was like, well, I've got it now. I want to be able to help other people have it as well. And I just honestly believe that being fired and P&D, it was all instrumental. It was all there to give me a story to be able to come to the realization of how I could use it within Business Jump. But I get a lot of people that come to me and they're like, I have no idea what type of business to start. I have no idea about what I'm passionate about. I had no idea that I was passionate about Business Jump. But as I said, six months in, I went, holy crap, this is my purpose. This is what I've been waiting to do my whole life. You know, Elizabeth Gilbert, the uh, the author of Eat, Pray, Love, she has a book called... I've talked about this before. She has a book called Big Magic. And it's all about creativity and the process. It's a beautiful book. And one of the many concepts that she talks about in there is called Follow Your Curiosity. So instead of getting so weighed down by the intense pressure of needing to, quote unquote, follow your passion, she's like, follow your curiosity and maybe it ends up evolving into a passion. And you just... You would never know until you actually chose to walk down that path. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was speaking to someone yesterday about potentially working with us and she was like, I'm so excited. This feels great, but I'm really, really scared. But I feel like I've got a fire in my belly now after talking to you. And I was like, the fire in the belly is what you want to follow. Like, listen to that because fear and overwhelm and confusion is such a large part in business that it tends to like block us a little bit. So the follow your curiosity is, you know, I love that. It's very true. So explain to me, a little bit about if you could give us a snapshot of your business model now, because I would love to give all of the listeners a real good idea of like what it looks like in reality, this whole like, hey, I'm I'm living my purpose. This is great. I'm sharing it. Like, what does that actually look like as a business model for you? So we uh, Business Jump is traditionally a service-based business model, but I would like to call it more of a hybrid service-based business, which means I've automated and outsourced the crap out of it to be able to have the freedom in my life. So again, it's just gotten really smart behind the scenes. But what it also means is it allows me to position myself to doing the parts in the business that I really love, which is growth strategy, but talking to people as well. So if someone comes on to work with us, what we will generally do is help them come up with a business idea or we'll help them validate their business ideas. We help them monetize it and then we will create everything for them. So their logos, their website, everything that they need to launch. They also get access to my e-course, which gives them the strategy that I've tried and tested myself to grow their business. And they also get support or continued support in our exclusive Facebook group as well. So a lot of people will go, okay, well, those tangible items, they're great. But to be honest with you, where the real value comes is having someone to help hold your hand across all of those big decisions that you need to make when you're starting an online business to get you to the end. Because again, fear and overwhelm and indecision and inaction can really prevent us. So it's really the hand holding to get our clients to the other side and basically so they can then start growing their business is I really think where the value comes in. 
Now, are you, what is your role in that whole process? Are you meeting with every single client or are you doing that and training other folks to also be meeting with other clients? Like what is your role in that whole process? Yeah, I do all of the, I mean, I don't like using the word sales because I don't really subscribe to selling. I'm more about serving and giving value. But I mean, if for the the purpose of putting a term on it, then yes, that is where I would be. However, the way that I've set my business up means that I actually don't have to go out there looking for people. I've set it up to be able to draw people in to come into me. So my leads will come into my inbox. And then if they like, they can book a call to chat with me. They go through a bit of education and qualifying process in my funnel. So that way that people that do book in to have a chat with me, I know that they're really ready to start an online business as opposed to just talking to anyone and everyone. And it's those conversations that I love. Like I love chatting to mums that are sort of on the edge about starting an online business. And then if they do decide to come on board and we find that we're a good fit to work together, then they will start working with my team. So that's really my little segment is talking to... I don't like to use the word potential clients because they're all beautiful women that are thinking of starting an online business if I had to like put it in a different term. But yeah, talking to potential clients and then my systems and my automation and then my outsourcing look after the rest of the workflow. And then that means I can then reposition myself into driving the business forward and supporting our community in the Facebook group as well. You know what I love about this business model is that it's a little bit of like the antithesis of an online business, meaning typically in an online business, like we are scaling ourselves. If we want to support a particular type of person, right? We're scaling ourselves via products that are sort of evergreen or don't need us to be there all the time, right? Or just in more clients, let's say, but we're like deep in the dirt with every single state and stage of that client. And this is really an agency model, which I think is really smart and not typically seen as a quote unquote... I mean, I know it's a, it's obviously a very valid scaling model, but this is done in such a beautiful way where... I mean, your brand really lives online and that's how people are getting attracted to you. And you're doing what I believe is the most important part because I think that they're buying into you because they trust you because they know that you have the experience. You're the best person for that particular role along that whole process. And then you've done the work to bring on the right people to help them through that process. And how beautiful is that business model? Because it actually does a great job of servicing the exact need that that mompreneur really wants, which is, I just need you to hold my hand through this process. Like I can go buy 80,000 courses, but like, I just, I need someone to kind of hold my hand through this whole thing. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, it's such an honor hearing that. I don't even know where to start with that because I'm just so passionate about all of it. But I did realize quite early on two major things, which were one, because the first couple of businesses, yeah, I did them all. And I don't know, like, I don't remember that aha moment where I thought to myself, you know what, I can do more if I actually have someone to do it for me. I don't remember that actual aha moment. It was really just an organic progression that I just suddenly found myself finding someone to do the work for me. So then I could then go back to repositioning myself to driving the business forward. Yeah, I need to be in there doing things and then things just start coming naturally to me and then I start piecing them together as I go. And then I also realized early on, like when I first started the messaging and the promotion, I thought that people wanted to start a business to make money. And of course we do, like that is a massive purpose of a business. It's 
it's not a business unless it's not. But what surprised me is that a lot of people also wanted fulfillment as well and something just for them, you know, especially with mums. We invest our whole lives in our kids and everything is centered around our kids. And then we find sometimes it's like, well, okay, what is there for me? Like what makes me happy? And I realized that that was a major part of it as well. And then of course, the support. So it was never about, my messaging was never about come and set up a business. It was let us help and support you and find what is fulfilling to you and how you can monetize it as well. I just love that. I think it's just so smart. And once again, I just really want to keep this back at like just step by step, step by step. And I think it's so relevant to really identify like, look, the whole history that I've had with the past, the two businesses in the past and the going through the postnatal depression, like all of that stuff is really lent itself for me being a little bit more savvy along this particular journey and just trying like figuring out and a little bit faster and a little bit more of a creative way, right? A hundred percent. And, you know, we've talked about mindset, but I'm also a massive believer in visualization and intuition and the universe. Sometimes I can go a little bit woo-woo down the rabbit hole. I hear you. Me too. Uh, Yeah. And with that, they always say, and I'm a believer, that we don't have to know the way. We just have to know where we want to go or what our end goal is. So for me, I've always had my end goals. And then within that, I've really just listened to my intuition and I've tried things and I've taken steps of action. And sometimes things haven't worked. I remember when I was first getting started, I was really divided on, okay, do I really focus on the one-on-ones or do I focus on my e-course? And I struggled with that for quite a while. And then I ended up just going, right, I'm just going to focus. I'm actually going to put the e-course into the one-on-ones and use that as an extra selling point because I really wanted to give them a plan to follow. And then the one-on-ones took off. And that was just, again, trying something before I really had all the answers and seeing how it was going to play out. Now I want to do the e-course as a standalone. I did do the e-course as a standalone for a little while, but now I really want to start to flip it and do the e-course as a standalone as well. And again, it's just natural evolution of the business and the way that things change. So I'm going to make the grand assumption because you had described your prior businesses as working 24-7, not really being fulfilled. I'm going to make the big assumption that you're not working 24-7 now and that you do make time to be with your kids and your husband and go work out, right? You've said all those things. But there's this thing that I like to call the pull. I don't call it guilt, but I call it the pull because I feel like, and you are obviously in this phase, like I'm in this phase where I just light up about what I do. I love my work and I want to run in it a thousand miles a minute, 24 hours a day. And so what I feel is often the pull, I feel the pull on both ends. Like I feel that sometimes when, for example, I might be getting to the end of the day right now and I'm like, okay, cool. I've had a full work day. Yes, I could still work more, but oh, dude, I totally want to see my kid, right? I see that. I feel that pull. But I feel that a lot with the pull of getting away from my business. And so it, I feel like this extra attention and purposeful mindfulness needs to go into how am I spending time with my kiddo and for you, for your two kids and with your husband. So can you talk a little bit about how you manage that? Because you are in this flow and you do want to keep on growing because you really want to keep on impacting. So how do you get yourself back down to and into the space of being present with your family and present for all those other things that matter in your life in addition to your business? Yeah. Well, firstly, I'm sitting here watching my husband pack lunches. So I'm going to have to be really careful about what I say here. He won't (laughs) get away with anything. So I definitely cannot get away with saying that I don't work that much because he knows that I do. 
But look, this is the difference. So yes, I work a lot because I have that pull. I love it. This is my purpose. But it's not work for me. It's something that I just find so fulfilling and that I absolutely love doing so much. And sometimes it is a very big struggle to down tools when you're just so invested in it and when it just provides so much fulfillment. But then of course, yes, we have husbands that want attention and we have kids that need attention. And what I know to be true though is actually less work yields more results. It's a mindset thing, right? So it's a struggle to stop working. But then when I do, and because for example, two weeks ago, we went camping and we didn't have any internet. And I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen on the internet while I'm not there? (laughs) But not having internet, I had all of my creativity come back to me. I had all of my ideas come back to me. So I really do know the power of actually downing tools and working less and going investing time in doing something away from work. But when we're very determined and ambitious and we love what we do, that is very, very hard. To to try and answer that in some way, sometimes I get it right. Sometimes I get it wrong. Sometimes I fall off the wagon. Some days I nail it. Some days my husband yells at me for working too much. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I manage to mum it properly. Sometimes I don't. It's a constant thing of trying to perfect. But I don't know whether we'll ever perfect it because life doesn't really work like that. So I just, again, think it's been mindful and going, okay, I'm feeling a bit tired and flat and exhausted. Now I actually need to stop working because I'm not being productive. I'm not yielding any results. I'm much better if I go and take 10 minutes, an hour or the weekend off and then come back to it. So again, it comes back to awareness, I think. I want to end this conversation by asking you what advice that you would give to any mompreneur. And while this is the mompreneur series, there are a ton of women listening who are not moms. And this is so relevant just because there are other areas of our life that we are wanting to manage and wanting to put attention into in addition to our businesses. And so along those same lines, what advice would you give to mompreneurs, not only because you are one and you have been on this journey for quite some time, eight years now, but also because you deal with them every single day. I mean, you are in the weeds with moms who have these big goals with their businesses. So what advice would you give to mompreneurs who are in it? They are in the thick of it, no matter how old their kids are. They're working their businesses. They are being the best moms that they can be. What advice would you give them to allow them to tweak this experience a little bit and make it just that much more enjoyable? Yeah. Well, the thing that I see a lot out there is a lot of fear, overwhelm and confusion. So we get worried about doing things. We get worried that we can't work it out or that we're not smart enough or that our business is going to fail or we're struggling to make sales. So I would definitely say that I don't think you need to be the... um, Sorry, husband just interrupted me <laughs> trying to get me to open Opening a the bottle. Jar. <laughs> don't you have the muscles? I don't have the muscles. <laughs> So sorry, I don't think that you need to be like the fastest, the prettiest, the smartest in order to be successful. I think you just need to be the last man standing because we all fall down. We all have failures. We all struggle, but it's the ones that go, okay, how can I do it better now? It's the ones that rise from the ashes and they look at what they have just been through and they're like, how can I do better? How can I work more efficiently? How can I overcome that? And they're the ones that continue to grow and grow 
scale and grow. Whereas I feel a lot of people, they just fall down and they think, oh, well, that I'm shit. I can't do it now. And I don't, I am not the smartest person out there either. I'm just the last man standing, I believe. So that's why I really feel that it's just about a constant evolution and being aware and getting back up after we fall down. Because within my story, I've fallen down lots. I've failed lots and I've made loads of mistakes, but each time like I pull myself back up and I'm like, all right, now let's go back out there again and do it. So yeah, last man standing. For I sure. love that. And it all seems to make sense if we stand in a moment and look backwards at all those dots that were connected, right? Like it all yeah. starts to make sense. And it's just, I yeah. totally agree with you on that. And I'm such of the same belief system. Matt, thank you so much for sharing your time. Thank you so much for being here with me in the early morning craziness of getting the kids ready for school and out the door. I really appreciate it. And I'm so excited to share this interview with everyone. Oh, it was my absolute pleasure. I feel like I could have kept on talking to you for hours. So I'm really, really grateful for the opportunity. Thank you so much. Some of my coaching clients come to me because they are so incredibly determined to get to that next phase of their business. And they just need some help doing it. Some of my clients come to me because they are so overwhelmed and in the throes of chaos. And they come to me for focus and clarity and intentional strategies. But overall, all of my clients come to me because they crave to do more, to show up more in line with who they are and what they love to do in this world in a way that gives them the business that they love. Some people call me a business coach. Some people call me a business strategist. Others call me their business therapist. Whatever kind of support you need, that is what I am here to provide. If you are ready to get your business to the next phase that you know you are ready for, or you are so done with all of that chaos and overwhelm, and you're ready to make some serious moves and push through that chaos, then let's chat. Right now, I have three spots open for private clients. And if you are ready for the clarity and the results and ultimately the joy that comes along with a customized support, then working privately with me might be exactly what you need. Go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash work with Katie and go schedule a free 15 minute match session so that you and I can get on a call and make sure we are the perfect match.